Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside Journey Podcast. This is our Get Coach series, and we're so excited to have Candace Marshall on today. Thank you so much, you brave soul, for being on here with us. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So I will briefly set this up, but then Candace will give us the lay of the land of what she's really needing some support on right now. But she is stretching her comfort zone, everybody. She is moving from kind of that individual contributor metrics to really stretching her wings and becoming that inspirational visionary leader. And she left management for a while, was the individual contributor, but has come back into it for a reason. I always feel like we come back to things that we still are ready for, that we need to learn for. And we're so excited to hear what you're ready for, Candice, where you're struggling, and to really help you expand into that potential. And for all of you listening, if there's something inside of you that you know you're being called to, but you're you're stuck or you're afraid, or can I do this? This is the episode for you because we really want to coach Candace on working with her stories around it, but also giving her some really beautiful tools to become that visionary leader she wants to be. So Candace, give us the lay of the land for our listeners. Yes. So I think you've already mentioned this. I've been with my company for seven and a half years and I stepped into management at the end of 2017. And I took a step back at the beginning of, gosh, what now is the pandemic? (laughs) It's February, 2020. And I really took a deep, dark look inside myself and figured out what I want in my career. And I knew staying in my organization was the right move. I didn't want to make a, you know, company move, but I needed to figure out what was going to be right for me in my career long-term. And every path leads me back to management. I am driven by helping others to fulfill their full potential and seeing the wins that I've seen in my career. You know, it's at a certain point, it's not enough just to, you know, see yourself succeed in the same role, but you want to help others do that as well. So that's where I'm at today. And historically, I have been the type of manager and leader that is tied to metrics, driving the numbers. Obviously, in a sales organization, that's important. And that is a very easy place to find myself in. But I know that with we have, we have a little bit of a lean and mean team right now in Chicago. And we're growing. It's a very exciting time. And I've worked in our Chicago office for seven and a half years, and I am so tied to the core mission and our values and getting us where we want to be long-term. But how do I transfer that drive, that motivation to my team? And at the end of the day, you know, thinking big picture, long-term strategy, and really high-level vision is what's going to help me motivate my team members. And... I mentioned this just a little while ago, but I have been told in the past that I'm not a good strategic thinker. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big picture thinker. I struggle with vision, long-term vision, and maybe that's been holding me back. So my number one goal for the year and really the first check, I need to check off my management growth list is... (laughs) becoming a visionary leader. And I know that there's a lot that encompasses that, but I'm hopeful that you guys can really just start to give me some good tips and tricks on how I can, I can really start to make the change. Yeah. So it sounds like you're really clear on what you want to do for your team, how you want to show up as a leader. And it sounds like you're also pretty clear on what being a really visionary inspirational leader looks like. 
And so uh, my question for you, and you started to, to touch on it a little bit before is what's the holdup, right? Like what's, if you, if you know what you want to do and why, you, you know, and how it looks and, and why it's important, what is the thing that's holding you back? I think that preconceived notion that I'm not good at it. Number one, number two, my comfort zone is the tactical. And number three, it's very easy to slip into the day to day of this job. Like we have morning meetings every morning with my team where we show up at 830 central every morning and we talk about our business for the day. And it's very easy to just slip into, all right, what do we need to talk about for today and go do our action items and we'll recap, you know, reconvene tomorrow. Yeah. When really I should be showing up yeah. every day, you know, celebrating these large wins or just like tying it back to, you know, maybe we're working with a new client and what's the possibility that could happen with this client over the next six months versus just this one deal we're doing with them. Right. So... After listening to Candace and better understanding her strengths and challenges around being a visionary leader, we decided to unpack our own toolbox and share with her so many of our favorite ways to bring out expansive conversation and visionary energy with teams. I think this really helped her break from that day-to-day mundane. Kim, do you want to share like one of your favorite coaching tools for meetings, like just to get people opening up to new ideas or bigger questions to ask? Sure. I mean, the first thing I would say when I'm, you know, when we're working with leaders on how to be more visionary, I think is, is like what you said is, is showing people how they fit in to the bigger picture and every meeting, every call that you're kicking off, you're leading with that. You're showing them like, here's our overall goal. You're, you're painting a picture. Maybe it's through the form of a story. And then you're using the language, like what this means for you is, right? So you're tying it back to if you're an admin or you're a project manager or you're a salesperson or whatever your role is, here's how you fit into the bigger picture. You know, I think that that's incredibly motivating for people. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. I love that one. And the other thing, Candice, to do is I think with metrics, it's so black and white, right? You either get your goal or you don't. Mm -hmm. And setting intention is so much bigger. Like, all right, so how do you want to show up each day? How do you want to show up each day to work, whether you hit your metrics or not? Do you want to be open, curious? Do you want to learn? Do you want to get to know your colleagues? Do you, what is your intention right now? And what would give you that kind of fire each morning to get out of bed? Like opening it up to less black and white questions and more open-ended questions too. And this is the key I think Kim and I do all the time is when someone says, yeah, I want to show up more curious, ask five more questions to deepen that, that answer. Why? When did you do that before in your life? How would it look like at Mondo? Did you do it already and have a success? What's the hardest thing? I mean, you can take one question and literally milk it and get so much information out of people. So they feel like, oh my God, that was such a rich conversation. It wasn't just about, I didn't hit my goals today. You know, like opening it up is so much more visionary and inspiring than just hitting, you know, the black and white results. And getting people involved. So those are a set of questions, right? That's a little bit more personal for people, getting people to be clear on their intention, like Johanna was saying. But I think that as well, involving people, right? When you share the strategy or you share a big plan, you know, asking open-ended questions. What do you guys think about this? What do you love about it? What here's something I heard I learned recently that I absolutely love. If you ask people to on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate it? And if it's not at a 10, 
you say, okay, if it's in an eight or a six or a four, what else could we be doing to get to a 10? So you're pulling from people, their ideas, regardless of how senior or junior they are, you know, people want to contribute. They want to feel heard. They want to feel like their ideas matter. So I think a lot of times, especially newer leaders feel like, oh, I need to, I know, I need to know it all. And I need to like have all of the answers, but the best leaders are the ones that pull from the teams. What do you guys think? What's wrong with, what isn't good about this? How could we make it better? Yeah. And just get there and, you know, get, get people involved. Exactly. And I think that the group calls are so interesting. Sometimes if you throw in a, a kind of a hypothetical question and, or a metaphor, like if you were a weather pattern today, what would you be and why? It's just, again, it's getting people to like... I love that. You know, open up about what's going on behind the scenes, because I know in a sales organization, everyone wants to show their highlight reels. But I think when you get to the behind the scene reels, you can have a lot more information around the why underneath people aren't, you know, performing or whatever. But it's like, and have fun with it, Candice. Like you get to bring your own personal style to it. Bring a quote in. I I read something inspiring today. I want to share it. What does it bring up in you? It's just getting people thinking bigger. And all of a sudden it's off just the black and white, boring, mundane, which you have to do a lot in your work, but it's opening up people's thinking. And a lot of times when that happens, people feel a connection happen. Mm -hmm. They call up a, a, you know, a client, they make a sale, they get inspired. Like that's the role of a visionary leader. Are people face to face yet, Candace, in your or in your office, or is everybody still over Zoom? Not yet. We're still all over Zoom. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing we hear is people are facing. How do I get people to collaborate and really open mm-hmm. up over Zoom? And so you know, something as simple as putting people in breakouts, like, all right, guys, I'm going to present the vision, and you're going to get into groups of three, and you're going to talk about you know, how we can execute, like, like what's it's going to look like from a sales perspective, from a, this perspective, from that, and we'll come back together and we'll share all of our ideas or whatever the question is, giving people a question and an opportunity to discuss in small groups and then report back. is one of the best ways, obviously, to get all voices at the table. This is so fun, this brainstorm. And I'll say one more and Candice, you need to pipe in because we're talking no, a lot. I'm taking notes. I love this. But Candice, also, it doesn't all have to be on your shoulders. Have other people take the initiative. You know what? I I deem you the leader of the next meeting. Bring something inspirational. Get people talking. Get people thinking. It, it doesn't have to be all on you all the time. Get other people's styles in there and their their ways of, of thinking about it. And then have fun with that. I will say one more thing. Good. It's not just what you say. It's how you say it, right? So, so much of my coaching work is on, if you want to get people to feel excited, you need to show that excitement yourself. And too often, again, especially over Zoom, we just rely so heavily on our words. Candace, I don't think this is really your issue because you're a very, um, you know, you're in a very engaging communicator, even just watching <laughs> you over this Zoom, but smiling, bringing some voice energy to the conversation, really, you know, like showing your passion, showing your enthusiasm, showing your motivation. The energy is so contagious. And if you want people to feel it, you know, you need to, you really need to show that. And I feel like with Zoom, we have to kind of turn it up a little bit Mm -hmm. and still be authentic, but like we have to work so hard to get people engaged and really listening and paying attention over Zoom. I love when you said like, have breakout groups, ask more questions, not just via a survey, like have people have a voice with the team, because now that we're remote, we're not getting together very often during the day. Like there's probably 
one time per day where the entire team's together, if the entire team's even on that call. This stuff, again, it's not easy to be a visionary leader because it takes more work. It's way more easy just to look at the numbers. You didn't meet them. You met them. Great. It's so transactional, but it takes more creativity. And you were so inspired by what Steph did. I can feel like this would be fun for you. Yeah. Especially because so many people right now, we hear it across, you know, corporate America. People are burnt out. They're experiencing Zoom fatigue. They're, you know, they are craving some motivation, some inspiration. And and so, yeah, this is about like infusing that in them, getting people to really, and that's what's been so fun about designing facilitation workshops for, for your company. In fact, it reminds me, one of the first, this is before either of you were involved with Mondo, I think. Maybe you were there, Candice. Years ago, we had a leadership retreat and we were all in this incredible, we were in the mountains of Colorado in this yep. incredible glass. Were you I've there? heard about it. I've heard. I've heard okay. So tale. here's what we did. The CEO at the time presented the vision. And then everybody had like two hours to go off and create what the, they took the big vision and then they took it to the next level down. What is the vision? How is it translating from my world? And Ooh. they came back and they all presented and it was so energizing. I think I still have videos of everybody presenting their vision. And it's, you know, it's like you cascade it down all the way down to the individual contributor. So everybody has a plan or a vision of how, what they want to do and bring, like how that supports to the, you know, the bigger picture. And that's kind of a fun one is to get people to maybe on their own, go off, you know, give them a week, make them, make them leave their typical work environment and go somewhere, sit under a tree, go to the beach, go somewhere that you feel creative and really think about how, what this means for your world. Yeah. And be prepared to come back and share it. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say, I don't think I'm necessarily bad at this. I just don't know what I don't know. That's right. Never say again, I'm bad at at being a visionary leader. You're working on it and you're learning. Yeah. You're learning. I always tell people like, take from others, you know, take cues from others. You don't have to create this stuff on your own. If you find someone else is inspiring you, pay enough attention to know what is it in that workshop or that meeting or that presentation? What did they do that got me really engaged and excited? And how can I do a version of that with my team? So Candice, if you were to rework your new definition of what a visionary leader is based on this conversation, what does it really mean now to be a visionary leader? Because it feels like it's changed even a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean... When I think of a visionary leader, going back to the first question you asked me, who's a visionary leader that I've seen? It's somebody that brings the vision that they have for whatever you're talking about. The company, I mean, in, in this instance, it's Mondo, and they tie it back to you and bring it back to how it's affecting you personally, and they get you invested from that like personal perspective. Yeah. Because I think going back to old Candace, it was really easy for you know, me to the the team probably to say, okay, Candace is my boss. She is incentivized by our office growing because she's managing the office. And that's why she's so obsessed with the office numbers, but I'm just a cog in the wheel. I'm just one of many in this office. And how are my numbers? Like what is in it for me with, with this and what Candace cares about? 
So I think a visionary leader, like if I'm putting it into perspective for myself, like how can I really flip the script and start to identify things that, you know, and Kim, when you said this, I'm absolutely doing this and I will report back how the vision, like having the team, how does the vision translate into their own personal world or their role? Like we have a collective office vision, fantastic. But what is like, if you had to break this down to how the vision pertains to you and your day-to-day role, whether you're a technical recruiter, whether you're an account manager, and what is the effect that it has on you? And what is your definition of your vision and how it ties back? So that's right. I, I think that's brilliant. And I'm absolutely doing that. Cascade that vision. And, and yeah, and I think you're right. We're all motivated differently. So there's also an element of really standing in their shoes for a minute and thinking about what is going on in their world? How are they feeling? What are they thinking? What do they need? Yeah. You know, and, and some of your messaging when you talk about the vision has to be, has to come from having really thought through what's their perspective. And you never know the ripple effects, you know, 20 years from now, you could look back and go, wow, I influenced or impacted someone's life because they woke up to some new way of being or contributing or thinking or connecting. You just never know when you really start to open up to things that aren't your comfort zone experiment, big time experiment, Candace, like the next couple of months, new exercises, new questions, new ways, like just mix it up and see what starts to happen and know that that is bringing meaning and purpose to people's lives day in, day out at work. The very fact that you care so much about this, you want to do it for your team, you see the value and you see how inspiring it is when you work with inspiring leaders, other inspiring leaders, mm-hmm. like you're, you're halfway there, I yeah. think, right? Is 100%. So keep us posted. Let us know which of the you know ideas that we all talked about today, which you've implemented, how it's going, what new ideas have you come up with? And I think that, that people are going to get a lot of value from listening to you share your story. So thank you so much for being on our show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I will absolutely keep you in the loop. And I, this is invaluable. If it helps me look back at the end of the year and say, you know, I've, I've reached even 50% of my goal, that will be a huge win for someone a year ago who thought they were not strategic. So yeah, thank you. That was amazing. Thank you. That's all for now. If you are inspired by this podcast, hop on over to InsideJourney.com for more episodes and to learn about our work with leaders and teams. And make sure to subscribe to InsideJourney.com so you never miss an episode. As Brene Brown wisely said, when we deny our stories, they define us. When we own our stories, we get to write a brave new ending. We couldn't agree more. Own your story. Love your story. Share your story. You never know who it can inspire. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait for more juicy conversations with you next month.